We don't want to wait. We don't. Wanna my wait. name is My name is Stephanie. My name's Robin. Uh, we are watching Gilmore Girls season one episodes. Uh, Paris is burning. Yep. Uh, double date. Concert interruptus. And that damn Donna Reed. For good episodes, uh, I am here with my steaming mug of uh, Luke's Diner coffee. Ready to talk. Mm. Glad you can all join us. We should acknowledge the audience some more. Hello, everybody. <laughs> why? Oh, wait, why? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody is probably out there feeling neglected. Like, why don't they ever talk to me? Hmm. Anyway, the coffee's good. The caffeine's running through my veins. Let's do this. Okay. Paris is burning. Yes. Lots of good Paris this time. Yes. Uh, one chief complaint about this is that for a sh- episode called Paris is Burning, not nearly enough Paris. I was looking but, for like a big Paris episode here, and it really wasn't. Yeah, but the next episode, or not even that episode, they kind of set up. That Paris is a human being in this episode, and then yeah. two episodes later, she becomes a human. It should have been called Teacher's Pet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, because, okay, in the cold open, Lorelai considers getting a dog. That was really cute what she said, you know, uh, doesn't like blonde women or brunette men or this or that. And then, Luke walks, walks up and she said, oh, we found the Luke version of a dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dogs are the best. I mean, it's proven again and again. Uh, but Lorelai, the whole theme of the episode is that Lorelai can't follow through. She can't commit. No. Uh, yeah, we get this whole thing about how they had, how she used to have a hamster named Skippy. And... She uh, had problems with Skippy and didn't uh, change its cage at all and just kind of kept putting Kleenexes in there and the cage would just fill up with quilted Kleenex. And uh, I thought that was a pretty uh, – I don't know who the writer of the episode is. Probably Amy Sherman Palladino or Jane G. Cohen or somebody. Um, I thought that was uh, pretty apt for – uh, describing how Lorelai, you know, is with relationships. That yeah, uh, it all know. starts out great, and then yeah, I mean, she she thinks it's a, an amazing idea, and mm-hmm. and we'll just you know surround them with you know comfort and just not really dealing with the real issues as the cage slowly fills up with poop. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you know, at the end of the story, they say that she ended up just abandoning the hamster back at the pet store. So mm-hmm. she doesn't commit. She runs right away. So, um, yeah. I love Luke's line here, though. Don't let them near a dog. They can barely feed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice advertisement for petfinder.org as well, I noticed. Yeah, that, that's, I've seen. I've been to that website. I've mm-hmm. looked at animals at that site. Yeah, I was like, "That's familiar." I I popped it into the old internet, and yep, it's a website. Yep, still a thing. Yep. So mm. they didn't walk away with a dog, unfortunately, because a dog would have really cute cuted up this show. I mean, 
I'd hate if they got some sort of small yappy thing. But I mean, mm-hmm. that house needs a good collie or a golden retriever. Just something mm. just as warm as Stars Hollow. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Lola has dinner at Max's. Right. And there's some dish that I, I looked it up, and it's some kind of Italian dish. Yeah, I didn't even bother to write, write that down. I was like, yeah, did like, he say bata, 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 bata? <laughs> I, was like, what I is that? don't know how to spell that. No. no culture. Sorry, folks, if you're cultured, <laughs> just think you're better than us like, at this moment. You know, spaghetti, lasagna, <laughs> yeah. pizza. Fettuccine is about as uh, classy as I got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting thing about this scene, you know, she he's got this huge romantic dinner set up at his house and she's just not hungry. And then he gets up and he, it's now non-romance time. He's cleaning up and that's when she decides to eat. Mm. So she's not engaging very well in the in the whole romance. Um, so, uh, but uh, she's all about the sextra credit. <laughs> the sextra credit. And that was the proops. Proops? Proots? Proost? Yeah, he's got a book by Greg Proops from Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Proust, Proust. Okay. Yeah. I'd never even heard of that author. I've heard of that author. I don't know anything about that. Again, no culture here, folks. You are okay. definitely smarter than us. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I love I love how the book thing gets turned into a thing. Like uh, I think it's Rory who says that you know a man loaned you a book. You know what that means. And she says he's already read it. Oh, wait, no, no. It's the other way around. Didn't Rory say he's already read it? No, it was him. It was Lorelai. Yeah. And, you know, her and uh, Dean have swapped books. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, it's a romantic thing, a gesture. Right. It's, 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 we're getting very close to drawer. Like he, he getting his own drawer. He's got one of his books in her house now. Mm-hmm. So next Very thing, intimate. Next thing she's going to be cleaning out a drawer for him. But <laughs> anyway, uh, we have uh, the classroom, and they're talking. He's talking about Emily Dixon- Dickinson. Have you ever read any Emily Dickinson? Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably like in junior high or high school, a little bit. But he's so passionate, mm-hmm. and Louise and Madeline have. Caught on that something's up. Yeah, he's he's Mr. He Medina might be dating somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and, and in Paris, they 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 all start kind of dunking on whoever is uh, silly enough to uh, uh, date Mr. Medina, like a dumb girl. A dumb girls, dumb girls crave smart men. Whoever. It's the Marilyn Monroe and Arthur Miller thing. <laughs> yeah. Whoever he's dating is a loser. It's as if that they know that Rory's yeah, mom is like dating. they know what, <laughs> and they know like they know anything about life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They've learned it all from probably watching their parents' uh, failed marriages. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we get. To oh, the, there's this this thing about Paris. Parents get a divorce, and yes. uh, somebody like at some point Tristan said, "Oh, I I heard that her parents have a." Have has a, a, a separate family in Paris. Like, <laughs> <that's so stupid. laughs> 
maybe her father loves Paris enough to name his child Paris. Yeah. And then he just and Madeline and Louise all, all together. <laughs> yeah, and Madeline and Louise kind of speak to Rory and start being kind of nice to her. Yeah, we're getting a little, a little bit of a breaking away from Paris, who is, you know, just not a very pleasant person to be around. Ah, uh, <laughs> she's especially crabby. Mm-hmm. Um. So we get a return to the the newsletter gag. The fact that Lorelai doesn't doesn't read her newsletter, (laughs) and Emily's all ready to rub it in. Mm -hmm. She's ready to go to family parent day without her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lorelai says she might have to work. Of course, this is. I I think we're seeing a a a pattern here where where Lorelai is using her work to get away from doing things she doesn't want to do. This, Mm -hmm. This is not the first time she's used that excuse. But yeah, what the heck happened? What do you th- what do you think? Do you think like they had this romantic dinner, but it was she didn't want to make it romance. She just wanted the sex, this extra credit. She took the book, and then all of a sudden, now she's like, uh, "I got to break up with this guy." Yeah, she started to read the book, and then she couldn't even follow through with the book. Right? She didn't even commit to reading the book. So, um. Oh wait, no. We have we have a Ma- oh yeah. Max has um, she has a date with Max here before. Yeah, the scene where Lori Lori <laughs> Rory was late leaving the house to go study, and she had to answer the door and let <laughs> Max in. So they had this awkward awkward exchange and trying to break the ice and trying to. Um, Trying to get to know each other outside of Chilton, and they come up with this, you know, let's have these Chilton, non-Chilton names. Let's call each other these names that we call each other when we're not at Chilton. That would get confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she doesn't want to call him Max because she doesn't want to get that familiar with him, and it's weird because it's it's her teacher. Yeah, it's disrespectful. So, yeah. um, So, uh, yeah. they come up with Rebecca and Norman, and Norman is because uh, Rory was watching Psycho earlier, <laughs> which, gosh, she's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, which leads to Norman have her home by 10, which I thought was cute. So, uh, I oh, I also love the, the awkwardness of Max standing outside the door while he hears Lorelai going, 8 o'clock means 8.20. Everybody knows this. 8.15 tops. <laughs> yeah. And she said, who shows up at 8 o'clock for an 8 o'clock date? Yeah. Probably children, uh, ch- uh, ch- Chilton teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not everybody is as flighty as you, Lorelai. Some people are, Some know, people are on time. On time. And that's actually sometimes a good thing. Not <laughs> mm-hmm. to make a girl wait around. Uh, all right, so we move on to Sookie and Jackson's sexual tension hour. Um, we even we even have a, 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 a zucchini tush in the mix. Uh, <laughs> it is like a this is an ongoing thing, right? He just like he's got some sort of lab or something, and he's making new vegetables. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like a like a like a weird mad scientist, yeah. farmer person. <laughs> yeah, it's just strange. Um, but, um, yeah, she's all about the squash blossoms, which, again, I don't know what the heck that is. Mm. Uh, so uh, we go to the diner. 
Mm-hmm. Luke's, and Lorelai has found her old skates. They're going to go skating. And then uh, Rory surprises Lorelai by saying, let's invite Max skating. Yep. Oh, I don't think he's interested in skating. I don't think he likes to skate. Uh. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Lorelai has like her old skates, which look like awful. They look like they're all rusty. And Luke immediately wants to help and fix them. And I, mm. I love Suki just saying, you get really great service here. <laughs> <laughs> She's, She's the only one that gets good service. Yep. She's very much on the whole, he totally likes you thing, um, which, yeah, Lorelai gets extremely uh, frustrating towards the end of our episode run here <laughs> with her, uh, he likes me? What? <laughs> um, we'll have to talk more about that. But uh, right now she's dating Max. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, they try skating. Skating hurts. I, I, I skated as a teen. And then when my kids wanted to go skating, I tried it out again. And I was like, oh my God, this never hurt this bad. (laughs) Yeah. It really feels like the blade is shoving up into your feet. It's just your, my body is not made for that. Yeah. True. Old person. Because I, 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 I'm a roller skater. I could roller skate like crazy. I can't ice skate. I can roller skate, so therefore I can't ice skate. Interesting. When I was a kid, I used to roller skate and ice skate quite a bit. Just mm. it, it'd be fun, you know. Um, so I was very eager to get skates back on because I hadn't done it in like gosh, at least a decade, and they just hurt really bad. I I, I, I want I I can imagine. I I think roller skates might have more support to them. Rather yeah. than you just being on this one skinny blade, you're on four wheels. Right. So, I don't know. So, this is, uh, we don't actually get to see the date. Um, we don't get to see the whole skating thing. But af- afterwards, Lorelai is now, like, saying stuff like, he's a great guy f- for someone. <laughs> mm. So. Was this the scene with Suki in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah, and then Suki's like, oh, yeah, it's been two months. That's what happens. You start finding things wrong with them. And, yeah. And then she and says then, something terribly uh, rude to Suki about, oh, how do you know you haven't been in a relationship in a long time or something like that? And and it years. hurts Suki's feelings. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, and then, she, okay, and then Suki says, well, I just don't have time. I'm either at the inn, at the market, or at the hospital. Oh, she said that? I think. I wonder who's at the hospital. I know. I don't know. Is she working in the hospital? Or is she visiting a relative? Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. It's weird. I, I didn't catch that one, no. Hmm. Uh, maybe we'll find out in later episodes. <laughs> or that's something that's completely dropped. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that was very mean of Lorelai, and I, uh, you know, this is—I uh, don't know—this is Lorelai like deflecting, not dealing with her own, you know, problems. Fill in mm-hmm. that cage with Kleenex. Yep. <laughs> um. So, uh, oh yeah, and so Mr. Medina begins ask, acting unprofessionally when he talks to Rory in, in the hall, asking about her mom, which I was just yes. like, dude, dude. Don't do that. I know. But he wants to know if Lorelai is coming to Parents Day because he hasn't talked to her. 
see, this is this is where I'm like, why didn't we see the ice skating? Why didn't we see what happened at ice skating? I would have loved to have seen what kind of was the straw that broke the, the camel's back. Even did he the, go with them? I assumed this happened. She. Oh, that's yeah. Hmm. We don't even know. Actually, Mm-mm. we don't know because they were going to go skating. Ma- Rory wanted to bring Max skating. I don't think that there was a hard no. And then later we see Lorelai soaking. You know, it it also could be read that maybe she was like, "No, I don't want to bring Max skating with us," and mm-hmm. therefore that made her analyze her feelings a little bit more. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like he he's at he's acting like they haven't talked in a while, so maybe that's true. Maybe that that he didn't go skating. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think he did. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, that was so weird. He was like, "I enjoyed reading your your uh, paper." And she, oh, thank you. I enjoyed I enjoyed writing it. Like, really? Who <laughs> enjoys these things? <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> so I, I I suppose the straw that broke the camel's back was Rory um, saying Max in front of Lorelai mm-hmm. and asking asking about taking him with them to ice skate. I wonder what would have happened if I, I, I suppose, I suppose I can't wonder what would happen if, because it didn't happen, but like, it doesn't sound like Lorelai would have been very happy if they brought Max. Like she's starting to not being, she's just not, doesn't realize how not cool she is with the whole thing. Like first she's trying to protect Rory and not bring him around when she's around. But I don't know. She's using that as an excuse because she doesn't want to get hurt. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so uh, we find out about Paris and the whole divorce going on. It's all over the papers. And her mother is overbearing mm. and on to her about her face breaking out. And, and uh, I love how she, – oh, go ahead. Or just that she doesn't want to be there for Parents' Day because people are talking about her. Yeah. And uh, I love how Rory like feels bad for Paris and Lorelai says it's because like she's the nicest kid on the entire earth. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, Parents' Day. Um, see, I got confused about Parents' Day. I just assumed it was like a parent-teacher conference, like what she Lorelai did before. But is it basically just? Bring your parents to school and they'll hang out sounds awkwardly like in the back of the class the entire yeah, day. Yeah, sounds like it. That sounds terrible. Why yeah. would you want to go to school? No, you go, you're graduated. You're you're an adult. Yeah, you have children. You don't want to go to school. Maybe they just have an allotted time. They can kind of wander in and check things out. And you know, here's my locker. <laughs> have mm-hmm. lunch with me. But Parents' Day is implying that it's an entire day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Oh, did I? Was that a quote there? Okay, so Madeline and Louise said hello to her, and and did I'm not sure if I wrote this down or if this was a quote, but you're the new Heather. Yeah, I thought that was really funny because really it it is a very Heather situation, <laughs> except uh, um, I don't think Dean or uh, or Tristan are anywhere close to psychotic as JD is in that movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Oh, uh, so we have refrigerator. Step inside my candy store. Have you seen the musical? Nope. It's really good. Oh. <clears throat> uh, so, oh yeah, this is the. I love the whole pizza argument. How is this pizza too old? And it's like, 
and she throws oh, it away. She... Then she grabs other pizza, and it's like, oh, this is the really old pizza. And then she tries to pick the pizza out of the garbage. And Rory says, Oscar. And Lorelai says, Felix. <laughs> I love the odd couple That reference. was cute. And so she's trying to get Rory to bring the book back, and she's going to avoid Parents' Day. But Rory wants her to uh, stop avoiding Max and to leave her out of it, which would be a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Parents' Day. We see Paris's mom for the first time mm-hmm. yelling. Um, oh, and this is that. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, I think you must have skipped ahead. That's why I was so confused when you brought that up. Oh, it sorry. A, it's okay. This is the whole unclean skin and use yeah, use that cover up stick. <laughs> mm. Uh oh, I also like so I'm just like reading quotes I wrote down. Uh this is basically what this podcast is. Uh Lorelai and Rory have been fighting, so they meet up together. Parents she shows up for Parents' Day and they have this little qu- quick conversation and Rory goes away and Lorelai says, Tell me you still like me and Rory says, You bug me. <laughs> So we get the confrontation between Lorelai and Max, and she tries to break it off, and he cannot believe it. Yeah, she's trying to give him the book back, and Mm -hmm. then he's like, oh, I see what's going on. Giving me the book back means you're trying to break up with me. I'm Mm -hmm. an idiot. She says she needs space, not dumping him. And he doesn't want space. Um, and then she starts throwing Rory into it. Like, oh, it's Rory. Rory's getting attached. Rory, This is going to hurt Rory if anything ha- bad happens. And he's just like, he's trying to be optimistic about it. She's very pessimistic about it. Mm-hmm. I told you that this was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I told you that it would affect Rory. He's like, yeah, likely story. You're just using Rory as an excuse. One of my favorite lines came out of this uh, this scene. What are we in high school? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Max ends up super disappointed. He, I think he says, "This is beneath you. This isn't exactly, um, you know, what he expected from Lorelai. Lorelai is fun mom and not." <laughs> Not like, I don't know, he, I guess he didn't expect her to analyze it too much. Yeah. I don't know. Or or back away so quickly. Um, but but yeah. it was like, he just fell for her, like. Yeah. And, I mean, she's. Oh. <laughs> well, that, what, how, what happened? How did he get her to, to kiss him? How did they, how did they end up kissing each other? Um, I don't know. She's trying to like get him, get him to take the book and ends, he ends up just kind of grabbing her and kissing her. And then Paris walks by and sees it. She immediately sets herself on fire and the episode title makes sense. Because obviously this episode's all about Paris. But Paris started spreading the rumor that... (laughs) Table to table, Paris goes. (laughs) So funny. Because she wanted to get the the attention off of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the tabloids are all about her. The school is a buzz about Paris, so Paris is... Very, very transparent in what she's doing here. Just take it out on her mortal enemy, Rory. Um, and, uh, oh, God, when Tristan blows Rory a kiss, I'm like, oh, oh I hate him. Punch him in the face. <laughs> and, uh, 
Is it Rory and Laura have that? Laura have that big fight on the stairs. Yeah, I mean it's that's really sad. It, you know, Rory is humiliated. She's so embarrassed. Like this is not <laughs> what I need yeah. at this school to be. You know, for my mother to. You know, it just looks. It looks so bad. It does. You're not going to treat me. You're going to give me preferential treatment because of my mother. It's just, it's not, not cool, man. Not cool. Uh, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's completely like to to just, I don't know. And, it, and it, you know, it's not just all Lorelai's fault for this whole that whole makeout session. I mean, I mean, he threw his lips on her, and you know, she fell into his arms. Um, they're both at fault, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. uh Lorelai, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Max needs to think about his job and what he's, what kind of example he's setting for the, his his kids. And you know, Lorelai has got to worry about Rory. They're both dumb. Anyway, Emily put it right by asking, "What were you thinking?" <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy that this this rumor that you know Paris started got all the way back to Emily because it went all the way to the head. So like everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And. This is really telling here. Uh, I, I like this discussion. There's not enough Emily, by the way, in these four episodes. Um, but uh, I like this. Uh, he's just a man, Lorelai. You always let your emotions get in the way, mm. which is just like, wow. Um, I know Morgan was walking through while I was watching. She was like, why is Lorelai so emotionally immature? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. So true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's because she became a mom yeah. way too early in life. That yeah, that's what I told her. She raised, she raised herself. She raised herself, and I think Rory is starting to be at an age where Lorelai can start being uh, less mature because you know she's not a helpless little baby anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Lorelai worries that Max might have been the one, which is you know sad. Um. So okay, Rory pulls a guilt trip on Paris, saying how oh that was a great scene. Yeah, that was great. Because she was like, you know, Mr. Medina likes you. He encourages you. He stands up, reads your, you know, tells everybody how good your 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 papers are. You know, how'd you how how could you done that to him? Right. Exactly. And then (laughs) Paris says something, and. Roy says, well, you need to take dance lessons so you'll be better at expressing yourself. <laughs> I don't know what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was just when she was coming, you know, coming out with what was very obvious. You know, I just didn't want them talking about me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I love this little moment. If, you, if Rory offers her her, Yeah, shoulder, you can talk right? to me. Talk to and me. She was like, well. You know, I won't do that. And she was like, yeah, I won't hold my breath. But at least, you know, she offered it. <laughs> We're not friends, but if I do need somebody to <laughs> But I doubt I will. Yeah. So, uh, Suki finally asked Jackson out on a date, which I just wrote, aw, damn. It was, it, Jackson was, like, ranting about something. And Suki was like, do you want to go out on a date with me? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Because he had to deliver the squash blossoms and he wanted to bring the zucchini douche or whatever. <laughs> and then we get the big breakup at the end. Which, uh, oh, in the coffee shop. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, it's a pretty mature breakup. I don't know. Max, I like I like how Max is like self-aware that he was just like, 
he's not like he doesn't blame the headmaster or anybody else for like he could have been like oh that darn kid caught us or or you know oh the, you know the headmaster doesn't realize that I'm in a relationship and that's okay blah 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 he's he's like he like realizes he deserves to be in the trouble that he's in yeah he's probably grateful that he wasn't fired yeah yeah and then he so started- he real yeah he realizes that this is serious and it affects other people because I think Lorelai she could have left there with them still dating because he, she was like getting closer to him. And then he was like, yeah, I guess we got to end it. And she was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was ready to continue it on. And and she does. She, she says the whole thing where like, she says, well, she Rory never called anyone by their name before. That's never happened. And mm-hmm. I just kind of wrote little notes. I was like, uh, Max, you brought that one on yourself, buddy. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> he didn't say anything about that, but. <laughs> and then he goes on this whole thing where he's like, I'm not thinking straight. This is this is supposed to be easier. I got to figure out how to do this so it's not so hard. It's like, dude, have you been in a, a relationship before? <laughs> how long has it been? <laughs> or Or maybe he's just, he dates like, you know. Shallow women or, you know, women that, you know, have just kind of used them and, or he's used them and that's been it, you know, meaningless relationships. And this is, this was somebody who's a, you know, Lorelai's a complicated lady. <laughs> She's yeah. full of life. Um, but so they take a break and we end the episode with Rory finding Lorelai crying in the bed and, they, and she holds her mom. Poor Lorelai. Yeah. So anyway, that's done. Uh, <laughs> that's that's all. Uh, and uh, done. <laughs> I would say goodbye, Max Medina, but he Max still works at the school. Medina, he still works yep. at the school. So obviously, there's going to be an awkward interaction, even if they never date again. Even if he's never like a recurring character again, um, I expect that you know, unless they completely write him off the show, they're going to have some sort of awkward interaction in the future. Or they start dating again. I don't know. This thing goes on for like 300 episodes. So whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, double date. Double date. Okay. We have a, a quiet opening. I mean, I think it's XTC that's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, this. Yeah. Where they're just like getting ready for the day, eating Pop-Tarts. And then it just kind of goes into the theme song. Yeah. Um, great breakfast, by the way, Mom. Uh, <laughs> you guys each get a coffee and one pop tart before you walk out. The- I mean, I'm, I would hope they're going to Luke's. You know? No, that's breakfast. Uh, oh, my blood sugar would dr- drop. Uh, <laughs> if I ate a pop tart for breakfast. Ugh. <laughs> um, is this where? This is Lane Laura asking. La- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Lorelai studying for her business class or business yep. test, and uh, but she's Lane. still dealing with the whole Max misery. Oh, uh, that's why she can't focus. She can't. Yeah, stay. yeah. I mean, she she's, keeps thinking, "Oh, it's the music. It's up too loud. Oh, it's down too. You know, and it, or it's what they're playing, or um, uh, then she starts like making up excuses, like, "Why am I even doing this? You know, <laughs> I'm very uh, happy where I am in life." <laughs> And then it, it, the whole scene ends with them, she, her just sitting between the two of them. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. it, I, 
I, I she lo- has to study the the Walmart phenomenon. That's How two thousand right. is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And that would be the super Walmart phenomenon. Uh, but um, I, tr- I try not to. I try my best not to go to Walmart. <laughs> uh, I do love uh, Lane. Um, oh, the the Beatles would have broke up anyway. Stick it up for Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> Lane is so like contra- <laughs> like um, sh- she thinks. What am I trying to say? That along with how she feels about Beck, you know, she yeah. just. I feel like I don't know. I feel like Lane is a cert as a side of Amy Sherman Palladino, you know, where Lorelai is a. a Part of her and Lane is a part of her, and I guess Rory is a part of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should look up some interviews to see if she talks about the characters in particular, you know. Um, I will know. try to do that. But uh, speaking of the Beatles, did you see yesterday? No. Okay. You liked it? I, 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 did, I didn't not like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard it was just kind of meh. It it it's got some amazing moments, and I would love to talk to you about it when you do see it. Okay, I, I'm not in too big of a hurry because I'm not a Beatles fan, and oh, just like okay. the the uh, the other movie that sounds kind of like that, not kind of like that, but the movie about Bruce Springsteen. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see that movie, even though I can't stand Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh wow, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely a huge. A much bigger Beatles fan than I am a Bruce Springsteen fan, but I always feel like I need to be listening to more Bruce Springsteen. But yeah, like uh, yeah, like I probably I like his singles. <laughs> probably both. I haven't really given them given them a, a chance. It's probably a kind of like jazz. You kind of mm-hmm. probably kind of have to work at it. <laughs> well, yesterday to is, appreciate it. Yesterday is a Danny Boyle movie written by Richard Curtis, so. Mm-hmm. You, you, I, I think that would take priority, but I don't know. Just as a movie fan, I would love to hear what your take is about it, on it. So we'll definitely okay. not do that on this podcast, but uh, I'm, okay. I'm sure everybody's really interested. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, all yeah. you listening out there. Yeah, in a year and a half, they'll, yeah. the listeners will be like, who? What, what? movie is this? I don't want to talk about that movie anymore. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. that song she that Rory pulls out, they start listening to. Is by an artist. I didn't even write down the person's name. It's something French uh, okay. or something that sounds French. I don't know. That this person. Not, oh, good. Hmm? I was going to say that's not one of the uh, music things that I wrote down. I, I definitely noticed a few different music uh, things. Oh, it was uh, God Only Knows. Oh, yes, that's right. It's like a slowed down version. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of a, a sad song to hear for somebody that's. Just lost somebody that might have been very important. Oh, you know. well, it says uh, this person fatally shot her boyfriend, Olympic skier Spider Sabich, on March twenty first, nineteen seventy six, at his Aspen, Colorado home after he had reportedly told her to move out because she and her three children were cramping his lifestyle. Oh my God! Yeah, at the sensational trial that followed, Langer, Langette. Claimed the gun had discharged accidentally. Hmm? That's crazy. So they used that song in this show. (laughs) I wonder if they were trying to make a statement about, I don't know, (laughs) relationships. I don't know. (laughs) I know. That's what I was trying to figure out. It says uh, 
Longchamp said the gun had discharged accidentally as Sabich was showing her how it worked. However, ballistics showed that the gun's trigger had been pulled more than once. She was convicted of criminal negligence and sentenced to 30 days in jail, which she served following a vacation with her defense attorney, Ron Austin, (laughs) whom she later married. In 1978, she signed a confidentiality agreement with Sabich's (laughs) parents after they agreed to drop the $1.3 million civil suit against her. Her name is Sabich? Sabich is the the boyfriend that she killed. Langey is the singer, still lives in Aspen. Gotcha. Uh, Well, let's see. Uh, So Lane wants Rory to ask Dean to ask this kid Todd out and is very specific. It's got to be this weekend, this Sunday, after church. (laughs) 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 So... um, so that's the first double date that's being set up. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sookie. Oh, this Sookie. was the greatest scene where where Jackson comes in and Sookie and him are awkward. Like, I'll, I'll put the carrots here. Oh, I really like that. That's good. That, that looks really good. <laughs> and then Lorelai says, okay, who saw who, saw who naked? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nothing's happened. The invitation to dinner was put out there and it's just floating. So she leads a super awkward voicemail, <laughs> as you do. And then off camera, he calls back. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Rory's trying to talk Dean into uh, asking Todd, and Dean just wants to make out. And then he's like, "I'm not even sure if Todd's gonna like Lane." <laughs> they like their main thing is they like to fix bikes together or something. <laughs> yeah, because because Todd has the good tools. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think uh, Dean thinks too highly. I mean, I guess Dean knows that they're not very well suited for each other. He he knows the way he puts it is like it. is like Todd won't like Lane, you know. So it, it definitely makes him sound kind of a little bit more dickish than he could. He could have said, "I'm not sure if Lane would like Todd either." So, but maybe it's just the way this plot is being set up, like yeah. Oh, this guy is going to be just like this uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hare who's going to be kind of looking down on her. Yeah, know? if he would have said when Lane gets to know Todd and realizes that she is a lot more advanced for him, yeah. then that would have sounded a lot better than I don't think that he would like her. I love how this scene ends because he's just like, all right, fine, I'll ask her, okay. And and then he just kind of looks at, looks at her uh, – Expectantly, and she's like, kissing. Right, let's go. And then it just gets to it. <laughs> uh, so funny. Uh, so, yeah, Jackson had called Sookie back, but there's got to be a double date. His cousin Ruin is in town. And uh, Sookie says, you will not regret this. And Lorelai says, pick another phrase. And she says, you will not have to pay. <laughs> Which I think is great. <laughs> So, so Lorelai fixes Suki's hair. Suki's so having a meltdown. Mm-hmm. And they show up. Lawyer. Oh yeah, I'm a sexual harasser. And Lane and, is super jittery too. So it's it's all like you know, like getting ready for the boys kind of thing, and it's just like not at all what you're expecting. At least, I mean, Suki, I, I think is very happy with her date, but uh, uh, Lane is not. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. see. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to a movie with Dean. And Lorelai says, nothing dirty, violent, or French, please. 
<laughs> so, yeah, we meet Rune. Is this Whistler? Yeah. It's Whistler. Okay. From uh, from Buffy. Mm-hmm. Is this it's Max Perlick? Yes. Ah, okay. See, I, I know people. He is so rude. Yeah. Lorelai is like you would not think that tall. Lorelai, you would think Lorelai was a horrific monster. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, he's <laughs> just this, uh, I don't know. Yeah, she's just like, she's normal height. He's just not normal yeah. height. Like, uh, yeah. uh, maybe he should go next door to find, find a date. You know what I'm saying? But that <laughs> yeah. would be perfect height for him. Uh, but, you know, she's very happy. So that. With those t- tiny doors. Yeah. I just love Lorelai. just like, cannot believe what she's hearing outside because <laughs> he's speaking loud enough. Um, but uh, yeah, they go out and uh, the French restaurant, we get this awkward muscles sitting around in their own excretion <laughs> and uh, from Sookie and Jackson uh, wondering where the carrots come from. And this, this season's crops have been mealy. <laughs> And then uh, Rune asks Lorelai what size shoe she wears. Yeah, nine. Oh, God. That's yeah. gigantic. And, and something like uh, Jackson says, you know, she can hear you. And he's like, yeah, with those big ears. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like she's not attractive. So, yeah, at the restaurant, like, she tries to find out. She tries to, try, tries to be nice. Where does the name Rune come from? Oh, it's it's my dad's name. Where'd your dad get it from? I don't know. <laughs> Lorelai, I'll have a martini. Keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, 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 I tripped over my tongue and called him rude. And he might not be called rude. That's his name. Yeah. What, at the, when he left uh, uh, Luke's, what did she say about Loon? She called him Loon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the movie that's playing is Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. So I'm assuming they don't have any, you know, current movies, which kind of, it's, it's kind of nice. It kind of freezes, uh, stars hollow in time a little bit. You know, they're not talking about, I don't know, what was a movie in 2001? God, I don't know. Let me just type it in. Let's see what they could have been going to say. 2001 in film. Um... The internet is saying uh, they could have been seeing Lord of the Rings Fellowship. Oh, yeah. They could okay. have been seeing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. They could have been seeing the original Fast and Furious. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's all 2001. Are you serious? Shrek. Wow. Ocean's Eleven. It's a pretty good year. Legally mm-hmm. Blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're seeing a tech of the 50-foot woman. I do wonder if they ever see any recent movies, but I won't ask you to spoil me. Um, but, oh, yeah, this is the Lane trying her best to create a conversation with Todd. It's This is almost like a mirror thing with, you know, Lorelai and Rune and Lane and Todd. Even though Lorelai has zero interest in being with Rune, she's just trying to be polite, but... Just constantly throwing things at the person you're with and just getting no reaction and realizing this night is really going to suck. <laughs> what kind of music do you like? And he says, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, you know, we will see We will see Lane's music library. Music is very important to her. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's an expert. Mm-hmm. 
he does realize he loves a, a certain movie, and it's Beethoven. <laughs> so yeah, Todd, kind of a major in NGM. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we go back to the French restaurant and it's, uh, the, the whole thing where, um, Jackson is starting to feel a little left out because Sookie is uncomfortable talking to Jackson. And of course, Lorelai is free to talk to anybody. Rune's not talking to her. (laughs) He's just sitting there cutting off the heads of butter swans. (laughs) Uh, but that's. So they, they decide to go to Luke's. Which Rune just walks in and goes, Ew. (laughs) I know he like sniffs Ugh. the air like it smells in here. Like, yeah, he's so rude. Ugh. So negative. And of course, Luke is amazing. He's the best. Just the fact that, like, he points out immediately that, he, you know, Rune doesn't like tall girls. That's stupid. You can get all the stuff from the top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it does get a little cringy here when she's. He, She's like, ooh, what, what's this in the coffee? And he's like, nutmeg. She's like, ooh, that's very Richard Simmons of you. I'm like. Yeah, I was like, what did does you mean, that make? Did you mean gay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I could have done without that line. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, and that's also like going back to the fight on the stairs between Lorelai and Rory when uh, Rory says, well, uh, you know, I don't want you to ask out my. English teacher or something like that And Lorelai says oh it depends on what she looks like That was kind of a I don't know like an icky uh, Okay yeah, Icky yeah. Uh, joke Yeah. Like ha ha I might <laughs> date a girl yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh Yeah uh, So Rune is just the worst He wants to go bowling and it's like dude Can you read the freaking room Like <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, and also, I, how old are you? Like, you're just yeah, rude. Yeah. Um, and I love that, you know, all this time, like, Sookie has been, like, basically focusing on Lorelai and being very quiet with Jackson. But it, Jackson is just about to leave, and she says, don't go, mm-hmm. which it, which was great. It's like, yeah, oh, she, she finally just, did it. You know, asserted herself. Yes. She let him know what she wanted. And that's when you get the bailoon. Bailoon. <laughs> Seriously, never come back. I mean, you're awesome, Max Perlick, as Whistler, but this character, Loon, is the worst. You can go sit in the Tristan Hall of Fame and <laughs> stay there. Is this where the, where uh, Luke gets takes the cards out? Yeah. And he tries – He this is when he tries to ask her on a date and it immediately gets uh, interrupted by Mrs. Kim. Mm. But uh, – oh, oh, I did like the lighting, by the way. Um, like Lorelai looking over at Jackson and Sookie sitting there and Luke's got the lights on the tables and uh, I'm not sure if those are always there but the, she, if there's one on and there just seems to be like a glow about them you know and the way they're acting towards each other and also just I don't know the physical light it just it felt very warm it felt like oh this is that's a that's a happy place right there mm-hmm. um, so yeah so if Luke got out the um you want to go out with me sometime before Mrs. Kim came in? Do you think uh, think she would have said yes? I don't know. Too soon? Too soon? Too <laughs> soon. She needs some time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Lorelai says they're at the movies and, you know, Mrs. Kim is talking about drugs and she says there's no drugs there. They don't <laughs> even have the real red vines. <laughs> and they, they get there 
and oh, uh, everything, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Rory tells Lorelai, you know, we lied to you because we didn't want you to have to lie to Mrs. Kim because of this code. And she was like, I have to know where you are at all times, especially when you have on my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that one down too. That was great. That was a great line. Also, uh, Todd saying, that's Rory's mom. She's a babe, man. She's and, a babe, man. And then right at the end of that scene, Lorelai says, the one good thing we learned, I'm a babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Rory sweetly climbs the tree to go to Lane's window. And I, got, I just wrote down, Rory needs a Joey ladder uh, <laughs> for Lane's window. Lane is grounded indefinitely. So Lorelai... Goes to talk to her. And uh, I thought they had a really great talk here you mm-hmm. know, about raising daughters. Yeah. And- yeah, don't smother them or, you'll, or I'll, they'll turn out like me. Yep. <laughs> and so Mrs. Kim was like, so you blame your parents because you got pregnant? She was like, no, it's just not good to not trust your, you know, trust your child. She's a good kid. You've raised a good child. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know parents that... They have their kids' social media and text, everything that comes across their phone. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of app that goes to their phone that they could see everything that their kid types, receives, sends. And I just think that's a – that's te- well, on one hand, I'm like, was I too lenient on my kid? Mm-hmm. You know, but then again, that's awful for you not to trust your child. I think, you know, I'm not there yet. Uh with, mm-hmm. with my younger ones, obviously, um, I, I, my oldest was kind of outside that era, mm-hmm. you know, luckily, yeah. um, and never really had much of an interest in it. And, uh, but yeah, my kid, my youngest are already on tablets and stuff like that, but they don't obviously have any connection to the outside world. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think I would, I, I'd, I'd be nervous enough to crack down on that. Either, either they don't have these things until they're like 16 or yeah, I probably would have some sort of monitoring software because there's creepos out there. I, I listen to true crime every day, man. I'm not messing around. <laughs> yeah, I mean Morgan. Morgan goes to visit her internet friends, and uh, luckily they are really. They seem to be. I met them once. They seem to be just like her. You know, right. good kids. Yeah, and um, nothing to worry about. But I mean, yeah, you, like you. It could go, you know, you hear hear terrible stories, Mm -hmm. things that go bad, but I don't know. I just, Morgan is a smart kid. She's got her head on straight. You know, I don't, I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, it's a, uh, we're a lot like Lorelai Rory. Sometimes she's smarter than me. You know, (laughs) sometimes she's more well-adjusted than me. (laughs) So. Well, I'm super paranoid and um, I do hope it doesn't affect my parenting them when they're teenagers. But uh, yeah, it's going to take a lot for me to <laughs> trust. I'll be like, okay, you need to go to a public place. I need to be sitting nearby. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, uh, it's just like Lane, it's just like Mrs. Kim says, I didn't throw the, I didn't throw away the key. It's in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> She's not locked up forever. I know. I know how to let her out. <laughs> and yeah, the, the funny little thing where Lorelai breaks something on the way out is like, of course you have to pay for it. Like, yeah, the, the whole "you break, you buy" thing happened before that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then back at Luke's, back he Luke's. Aw- he awkwardly he's like, yeah, uh, 
he was he chickened out of asking chickened out of asking her out. He was yeah. like, "You left the other night without me being able to uh, uh, kick your ass in poker." Right. But and, uh, then we'll have kind to of, do that again. Maybe we we'll could do it again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she says that she'd like that, and uh, she gives quite a nice smile there. And I'm like, "Yes, it's happening." <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, so that that's sweet. Uh, there's there's other there's other business with Rory here, which is funny. Uh, 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 she finds out that uh, Lane can is outside. She can come to their front yard. I, I can go as far as the sign, <laughs> and then she said, runs out saying, "Lane's outside for five, fifteen more minutes. I'm going to go across the street and yell at her." <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Oh, my, my last note for this episode is Lorelai is now the Sookie. There is a floating invitation now. Will she actually uh, take it? So, that's true. Hmm. Anyway, on All to right. the best episode. Well, there's so much good about this episode that makes me happy personally. Um, so, yeah, it, it probably is the best. There wasn't any huge, I mean, yes, there's some emotional stuff with Mr. Medina and Lorelai breaking up, but I wasn't too heartbroken about that because, you know, I'm a Luke Lorelai stan. Yeah, you knew it was inevitable they were going to yeah. break up. He's like, oh, this is the reason. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, all right, moving <laughs> on. Next, next guy. Next, next. Back to the diner with you, Lorelai. Mm hmm. So concert interrupt is directed yes. by Bruce Seth Green. Oh, Bobby mm. director. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Seth Green. Mm-hmm. And this is this is me. Oh, I cleaned out my refrigerator tonight. This is me. <laughs> I need to clean out my closet, but and I do this. I buy clothes. I'm like, yes, I like this. I get it home. I never wear it because I don't like it. But mm-hmm. I but I don't get rid of it because I might need it to go someplace. <laughs> and then I never wear it and it's just it just fills my closet. I just gotta throw away stuff and I just can't do it. I'm like that with tech and books. Like I'll just like I need to have that book. Or I need to have that, you know, piece of uh computer equipment with, you know, this jack or this adapter or you know or uh, like an echo or uh you know <laughs> you know, Alexa or um what else? Oh, with my I had the Roku. I have both the Roku and the Fire because I couldn't make up my mind. And then I realized I like the Roku most, and the Fire ended up in the bedroom, as it always does, ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm kind of like the, I'm I'm the same way with that, not with clothes. That, that's for sure. Mm. You're a hoarder of tech okay. stuff. And just like you know. Like I, I get things like comics and books. I'm like, oh, I got it. I, I, I love to sit down and read the stuff, and then I get it, and I'm like, it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, like I carry it around in my backpack and never read it. Oh, really? You're you're yeah. you're very Rory in that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't read it. Yeah, I, I should get do on that. my phone. I should do that. Yeah, Facebook is so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We're the worst people, society. I wish some sort of clown would come take it down, society. Anyway, you were talking about cleaning out your closet, Eminem? <laughs> so uh, much pop culture references, by the way, just dropping left and right. Everybody's groaning. Uh, so their sale. house, yeah, rummage sale. Their house is all cluttered with stuff. Everybody in town is bringing their stuff. 
and then Luke brings some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor brings some things. Rory is just yelling at her mother, and she comes up with the whole idea: take everything out that you'd be embarrassed to wear at a car accident. <laughs> Which I thought was a great role. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's about this point, by the way, that I saw a credit comp that said special appearance by the Bengals. And I was like, what? Yeah. The Bengals? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about them. But, um, oh. Uh, yes, we're old. And, yes, yeah, so. Uh, oh, is this the tickets part? No, this is not not that. Not yet. Oh. Uh, the bedang- bedazzled hoodie. Mm. But they ke- they keep calling it a sweatshirt. I guess back then though it was considered a sweatshirt, but we would call it a hoodie. That's a hoodie because yeah. it has a hood hood on it. Oh, there's and some Laura, stuff. Like, it's I... got my name all over it because it's tacky. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> She's picking out all the tacky things, which is really funny. Um, the hat. Um, oh god, that hat! <laughs> we also get a brief interlude at the at Chilton where the show is insisting on making on. You know, uh, making Tristan's character a little bit more appealing in the way that he's like staring at Rory. But we also find out his last name is DeGray. Mm-hmm. Tristan DeGray. That sounds like somebody whose face I really want to mash <laughs> with my fist, not my own face. That'd be yeah, a punchable face. Punchable face, yeah. And he's staring, and I just writing like over and over again in my notes don't even, do not do this show. I don't even want to hear it. Will not entertain it. Do not even think that you're going to make him look good by, you know, having him sort of soften up and start um, fawning over her, you know? Like that part when they went to the dance and he's just standing off looking at her, looking all sad. Yeah, you're a jerk. You don't belong with her. Get over it. Yeah, I I mean, I guess that he likes her, but it's that uh, immature boy... Like, I'm going to insult, practically insult her to show her yeah. that I like her. Yeah. And I can see it coming. They're going to somehow revitalize his character by making that, like, a thing he's, like, uh, apologizes about, realizes the error of his ways, and then Rory will start entertaining the possibility of being with this dummy. And I am not going to be happy, Steph. I'm not going to fall for it. Uh, What if her and Dean break up? Like, Doesn't even matter. Feel- but do you, do you like her and Dean together? Yes, I understand okay. that maybe him and Dean, her and Dean, might not be forever. This is like the first boyfriend for a season, mm-hmm. and you know they've already been together. So TV shows get tired of people being together. You know that's why you know the OTPs usually hold off for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we're exploring Rory and Dean's relationship, and the writers are going to ev- eventually be like, "Yeah, I've got nothing else." to do here with these two and break them up and uh then we're gonna have to deal with uh rory dating some spoiled rich douche and um he's gonna try to be nice to her but you know he's gonna want to look cool in front of his friends he's gonna kind of screw up left and right and then she's gonna have to deal with his parents who are super rich you know i just see all the things (laughs) coming and it's really bothering me i hope i'm completely wrong (laughs) okay None of that sounds familiar to me, so okay. <laughs> you might be wrong. <laughs> you might be right, but you might be wrong. I can't remember. I really can't remember what becomes of Tristan. Okay. Uh, and that's when the teacher uh, 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 divides them up into teams and yep. uh, 
Rory's teamed uh, up with the Heathers. Oh, which I mean, I'm I, I'm kind of excited about this. Now, Paris, Paris, on the other hand, atrocious person when we first meet her, but you can see immediately what it is. It's insecurity. You can also we we learn about her mother. And that's sad. And, you know, obviously they'll do this to Tristan's character as well, you know, if they're going to try to make us like him. Uh, but I just buy it more with Paris. And Paris is, I don't know, he's just so much cooler than Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. <clears throat> Suki made some kind of volcano cake and the, the for a wedding, and they were impressed, so they gave her four tickets to the Bengals because he has a uh, ticket. What do you call it? A ticket... Crap! Uh, what? What? The person who was impressed with the volcano yeah. cake is a ticket. Oh yeah, like uh, he's involved in the ticketing. Yeah. What's Ticketmaster? What is Ticketmaster? It is a, a ticket. Agent? Crap! Agency ticket word that I can't remember. Someone's gonna post on Facebook, and you're gonna look really <laughs> silly. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, but you know, Ticketmaster has. A monopoly. So these other small words that I can't remember right now are obsolete. Mm-hmm. They're good seats. Bookie, booker. Lane Lane is going to go a broker. Broker. There that we is go. It. That's the word. Ha ha! You can delete that post now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, my notes are still back at the school. Is this late? Oh on? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Debate if Edward the First got a fair trial. Oh gosh, is that back in the classroom? Because I'm, I'm yeah. done with that. No, it, I'm talking about like the hallway, and you know Rory's now teamed up with the Heather's, and they got to try to figure out where. To... Oh, where they're gonna go? Because Madeline or Louise want to. I get them mixed up. One of them's like, my mom's having an affair. We can't no, go. No, 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 no. First off, Paris's home is being redecorated. Madeline's mom has the measles, and Louise's mom is having an affair, which uh. is hilarious. And by the way, I now know which is which because Madeline's the one with the short black hair, looks kind of like Feruza Balkish. And uh, Louise is the one with the amazing voice. I love oh. her voice. Yeah, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, the reason, oh, this was kind of awkward too, uh, kind of cringy when Paris said that, you know, well, we can go to my house if you want to, you know, be around three. Oh, what did she say? Harvey oh, Firestein? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Harvey Firestein lookalikes yeah. or acting like? I was like, what? Basically, her Paint. home decorators are very gay, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's what she means. Yeah. Paint the house a, a ridiculous color of white and call it <laughs> something. Forget what it is. Yeah. 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 And then Tristan flirts with Paris to obviously make Rory jealous, which Rory just has no interest in. And I'm so happy. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's frustrating <gasps> because, like, it's like you're tr- like, really? You're trying to get to me? Like, mm-hmm. And it's silly. also like something that, uh, you know, it's like Paris really likes Tristan. And. You know, while we really want Rory and Paris to finally become best friends, which they're going to be, um, this is this this could cause a wedge in their uh, friendship by you know Tristan, you know Paris finding out that Tristan did this to you know get to Rory. Luckily, we find out at the end of the episode Paris is much more aware and yeah. doesn't fall for the games. So, uh, 
Oh, this is interesting. So Lane has to go convince her mom that they're going to a play, a play that, you know, people stand around and hold instruments. <laughs> Not sure what it is. Um, and uh, I, I thought this was interesting because it made me want to go back, but I didn't. You've watched it three times. How complicit is Lorelai in this little lie? <laughs> because Lorelai just went through this whole thing where the kids were – Try not to get her to break the mom code with the going to the theater. And does Lorelai know that Lane they're giving Lane's mother a fake story so they can go to the concert? Do you remember? Because if um, so, that's that's kind of like screws up the continuity of her character. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I read that in the trivia that this code doesn't last long. Like the oh, code really? doesn't come <laughs> up again. <laughs> Because it's true. It's like you know, and not only, not only like, that they we have just, this. We were just in this territory. We just covered this. Yeah, and Lorelai and Mrs. Kim had a nice discussion where Mrs. Kim isn't just chewing her head off and being demeaning to Lorelai. That that she's actually sees through this prejudgment of Lorelai and sees her more as a mom and gets a little bit more respect for her. You know. Mm-hmm. And why it, would why would Lorelai risk yeah. uh, losing that respect? Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't matter because Lane uh, broke and <laughs> yeah. told her mom. <laughs> Which is good. I'm glad. Because yeah. if she ended up going to the concert and it was a big lie, I would have been constantly like looking at Lorelai like going, what happened? Where <laughs> Didn't yeah. you? Oh, I also like the whole exchange here. Like, you know, when Lane, and, Lane comes in trying to talk to her mother, she's... She's in the middle of a sale as usual, and this whole thing where he's like, "How old? Is it? Whole store is old. Uh, do you have any sort of certificate or like a letter? Yes, I'll write a letter." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I was like, "That's not good enough." I don't think but it's good enough for him. Yep. And then at some point, there was the conversation at Lorelai's house between her and Patty and uh, Suki about. Luke's ex-girlfriend that mm-hmm. Lorelai didn't know anything. This was very odd to me. Like, this didn't really work. This like, is, this didn't feel real. Yeah, well, this is after they uh, Lorelai went to Luke's wearing the sweater, or hoodie. Oh, it's uh, after that? Yeah, he flips out, and that's when she uh, is uh, uh, talks to Miss Patty about it. Yeah, because she doesn't know that the sweatshirt, you know, the, the hoodie, there's a problem with the hoodie until Luke flips out, tells her to take it off. Oh, it doesn't belong to you. Take that off. That's not yours. Also, uh, Luke has a sign for the rummage sale in his window, and he never hangs up things for the town in his windows. Mm. Oh, and uh, uh, yeah, during that before that whole Miss Patty thing, we get Miss Melissa McCarthy's first pratfall when she. That's fall. her first pratfall. Well, I don't know of her entire career, but mm-hmm. we've seen Melissa McCarthy as Sookie throughout mm-hmm. this. Uh, series and we now are at episode 12 or 13 and uh, she has now fallen fallen <laughs> over and been completely okay you know so she, yeah, does, a lot, she a, does a lot of that <laughs> in the movie so yeah she's like something down here likes me <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh uh, yeah the conversation with Patty also uh, she's giving up these drums. She's talking about the history. She's like, a lot of memories happened on these drums. And Lorelai's like, now you have time for that enormous tuba. And Miss Patty's just like, completely not amused at all. <laughs> just like, I love Miss Patty. Um, <laughs> 
And then she heads off to trampoline class. I mean, good for her. Like, is she teaching it? Is she in a trampoline class? I want to know more. We need a Miss Patty episode. Oh, she probably teaches it. Yeah. You think so? Where are the mm-hmm. trampolines? Does she go to another studio? Well, they're like those little trampolines. Oh, okay. Yeah, those like personal trampolines. Mm, okay. See, I was thinking of like a trampoline park. And I was thinking of uh, Miss Patty in like a full body suit, just having the time of her life, you know. But uh, yeah, she could be teaching it too. Standing in the uh, open doorway, smoking a cigarette, and <laughs> telling little kids to jump on these little tiny trampolines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Patty tells her about Rachel. She was a photographer or a flight attendant or an architect or something. Archaeologist even, I think they said. Okay. Maybe she said architect and I wrote it down, archaeologist. So the Heathers finally come over to the Gilmore house and Paris wants to take charge and buckle down. But Madeline and Louise are just, they love this book. They love, look at all these. And they actually get right into Miss Patty's clothes and they're like, oh my God, look at these. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Paris is getting really annoyed. They get talking about Dean. It's really annoying, but because she says, "I want to win, and I'm going to win." Anyway, okay. And then in the kitchen, uh, Lorelai is making pop tart appetizers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> really, and, these episodes really made me want some pop tarts. Yeah, and then she's like, "I, I know. We will. Uh, we'll invite the girls to go to the Bengals concert. Me and Suki will just get. A, you know." Get other tickets. Yeah, no, you don't have the good tickets. I've done this. I've tried to buy my kids' friends before. <laughs> <laughs> Ninth row, though. Wow. It's like, are these kids going to appreciate the Bengals like I would? Um. Yeah. yeah. Like most kids would be like the who the Bengals who you know like I'm going to a free Weezer. I got free Weezer tickets. You did? Yeah, they're performing at Morgan School. At awesome. See, where I work is kind of Morgan School, but not really. But I got tickets. And I'm like, do college kids know who Weezer is? Of course they do. Okay. Uh, every karaoke gets Say It Ain't So played at least once. It's usually me singing it. Oh. Uh, but uh, speaking of, did you know I was just on a Weezer podcast? No. Yeah, I guess that on uh, um, uh uh, my friends uh, Eric and Zach's uh, podcast called Feels Like Weezer, where they're going through Weezer songs uh, one song at a time from the beginning to the end. Or, you know, obviously it's still going. Um, so you talk about the song. Just one song. And so I picked one of my favorite Weezer songs, The Good Life. And so I talked about that. It's off the album Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar uh, if I heard it, I would know it probably. I don't want to be an old man anymore. Like, I was very much uh, all about that song. Getting old and shaking booty, making sweet love all the night. Man, I got to get back to the good life. Anyway. Maybe I don't know that song. It's a good song. Uh, so, yeah, just a little little plug for them. I mean, the Venn diagram of uh, people who are re-watching or watching Gilmore Girls for the first time in... <laughs> Love. I mean, maybe they, it's two thousand. So, anyway, we. Well, yeah, out. like, like I saw, I got my Weezer tickets, and then I saw uh, Malcolm Gladwell at the college yesterday too. And I mm-hmm. said, at work, I was like, I'm looking for the other person in this hospital who's going to see Weezer and Malcolm Gladwell too. I know this is like me and one other person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know who Malcolm Gladwell is? Yeah. Okay. Revisionist history, right? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like nobody else in my life knows who Malcolm Gladwell is. I'm not like a, a fan. I don't know. I've never really I know. I don't read him. his books. Yeah. I listen to his podcasts. Oh, okay. Maybe I should listen to that sometime. See what he's all about. Oh, it's great. Uh, Gilmore Girls. Yes. So uh, uh, we we find out more about the Rachel story from Sookie. Sookie. And she's as pretty as Elle McPherson. She's pretty like Elle McPherson. Yep. She was Wonder Woman. And she wanted to get out of the small town, but And Luke, Luke never didn't. wanted to leave. Now this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Why does Luke feel so attached to this town if he doesn't like to participate in the town and is always very grumpy about this stuff? You know, anything that's stars hollowish, you know, I mean, he goes to the town meeting, but the only time we've seen him go to the town meeting was to complain about the, the soldiers standing, mm-hmm. but he doesn't, he doesn't wanna... like tradition. Traditions are dangerous. Mm-hmm. So why uh, does he feel attached to the town? I mean, is it just the hardware store that became his diner? Is it he's he can't imagine so. leaving that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ooh, look forward to finding out more. Oh, and uh, Lorelai and Suki get their nosebleed seats, and Lorelai just cackles because they're the worst seats ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon Routh. Yes. Oh my God. I, I was like, is is that is that? And I don't do it uh, very often, but I had to go to IMDb and look up Gilmore Girls and like cover my eyes and just look at the cast list. And yep, that's Brandon, Brandon Routh playing a character named Jess. Strangely enough. Hmm. So, hmm. Uh, His name's not important <laughs> So uh, The bangles are there And they are awesome And um, Yeah you hear like three songs That was great uh, Well they came out and they played Hero Takes the Fall But then they broke into Eternal Flame And I was like yes I mean like, Hero Takes the Fall is okay But like Eternal Flame is just I love it I've sung mm-hmm. that in uh, karaoke too Wow <laughs> Yeah it's pretty high. I don't. I didn't sing it high. I sang like it. Sang it like myself in my octave. Uh, Just a. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's a good sing along song. You you you'd be surprised. Mm. And Madeline Louise kept talking about how hot these guys are. I'm like, yeah, he's Superman. Uh, yeah, he's hot. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Paris is enjoying herself. Yeah, it's funny that. You know, Madeline and Louise seem to be the ones that Rory – they were going to be the nicest to Rory. Um, but as soon as they see these college guys, they're just like, this is lame. We're, get, we're getting out of here with these guys, you know, and, and not really caring about anybody else but themselves, you know? Yeah. And this, as a mother – this, you know, when, when you take other people's children places and they're small, you can, like, tell them what to do. Right, <laughs> you know, but when they get to be this age, it's it's awkward because you're like, uh, they can just like leave, yeah, and I can't do anything about right. it, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, Lorelai does feel responsible for for them, but yeah, uh, I love this moment. So, like Madeline Louise, like leave, and Rory's upset about it. You know, hopes they're going to be back, and we go over to Paris, and she just goes, you know, I really like this band. You know, it's like. Ah, <laughs> Paris, you're softening up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they get this heart to heart afterwards, saying where Paris does some more Tristan uh, uh, character revitalization by saying, "Oh, he wasn't always a jerk. Parents are just well, not she, great." Yeah, and she was like, "You know, I can relate to that." And she's, "Do you mm-hmm. know he kissed me in sixth grade on a yeah, dare?" On a dare. 
They've known each other since kindergarten. And the whole sad thing where she's like, she, like I said before, is he, he's flirting to get to her. And then she says, but at least he's flirting with me, which is mm-hmm. just like, huh? You know, I think I'd be okay if Tristan had this character softening up and they paired him up with Paris. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not as opposed to that because. I don't know. Tristan is just the worst. And, uh, you know, I think I'm okay with sacrificing Paris um, to this awful plot line than uh, <laughs> that I totally have predicted uh, <laughs> than I would uh, Rory because Rory is sweet and needs to be with Dean right now. Thank you. I don't remember. Okay, good. All right. Lorelai goes through this whole building. Hey, did you notice the building? No. You didn't, know, you didn't recognize that building? No. That's the building from Friends. <laughs> like WB must have needed a building shot and they were like, well, we'll use the Friends building. Huh. Yeah. That's the Friends apartment building. <laughs> that exterior shot. I didn't know that. Well, the theater where they saw the Bengals, it's a theater in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've seen it. I haven't seen Friends, but I've seen – I mean we, my wife and I actually visited that building in New York. Um, years ago, so I know what it looks like. Oh, where is it at? Like what part of town? It's I don't I don't remember. <sighs> I, I I'd have to look it up for you. I can't remember. Exactly. Oh, I'll we did like it. a whole tour. So, <laughs> so she Lorelei... knocks on the lady's door, and uh, that lady like oh, I love this lady. I've seen her a million in a million things. I don't know where, but I know her. I don't talk to nobody. Well. People annoy me. <laughs> it's like yes. <laughs> I agree. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they open up the door to the party and uh, they're playing um, the Jayhawks song, I'm Going to Make You Love Me, which is a good song. Not as good as their song Blue, but I like the song too. Mm. It's a little, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't play play today, I'm Going to Make You Love Me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I, I immediately... I was like, oh, that's the song I used to listen to back then. Uh, but yeah, Lorelai gives them the whole speech about leaving with people you don't know, drinking something you didn't pour. And then she's like, I'm going to talk and talk and talk to your parents. <laughs> Which luckily Rory doesn't get like mad at her about, you know, because they deserve it. Jerks. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of rude. Yeah. So the debate time that Paris really wanted is she ends up splitting with Rory. She says it's Which less- is the it's the equal of uh, yeah. spitting on your hand and shaking <laughs> or something. Yeah, less gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Lorelai ends up giving Luke the sweater back, which is uh, you know, sorry the hoodie. They keep saying sweater. Um, and he says he's not pining; he's just remembering. Yeah. And yeah. It, oh, he bought some sushi fridge magnets. This was right. at the rummage sale, and yeah, he was like, "Pining is remembering is not pining." Right. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, luckily, uh, Lorelai still has no idea that he really likes her or is at all considering being with him because this doesn't seem to bother her at all. <laughs> I think I no. don't know. She's very much like interested in what's going on with Luke. Yeah, and she's I very she- much interested in Luke, and I, I do. I, I think that if she had known that, that it would have upset Luke as much as it did, she wouldn't have wore the hoodie 
Yeah. Slash sweatshirt. Right. Anyway, that's that episode. I, th- I feel like she's surprising herself uh, about being so interested in Luke's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she's like, what? I'm really, I'm, I'm asking these questions. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that episode had the bangles in it and that was awesome. Yeah. And Paris is a real person. Paris is real. Yeah. Paris was definitely burning in this episode. <laughs> Unlike the episode named Paris is burning. Um, all right. Now to that Donna Reed, that, that damn, damn Donna, Donna Reed. <laughs> and then, now this one is as good as the concert interrupt us. Yeah. I had a good time with this episode. Mm-hmm. You ever watch Donna Reed? No, really? I wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup. I don't know. Oh, come on. She was in It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Yeah. She had her own sitcom. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I remember watching this stuff on like Nick at Night, you know, it's mm-hmm. I used to watch like Leave with the Beaver, you know, mm-hmm. when, I was young, when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, this is so funny though. They pretty much MST3K, uh, Donna Reed, which, and just like they, they watch it because their lives are so like full of so many different crazy events and, you know, and they just – it seems like they're a fan of Donna Reed because it's just like – it's nice to watch something just so normal. <laughs> it's so plain. Like, I mean, they, they make fun of it, but it's also like – it seems like it's this – is, this, is, this is a perfect world. We can, you know, nothing happens here. We can, we can kind of submerge ourselves into this, uh, this show. Oh, I just took it at like face value. I thought they were just saying, oh, you remember that episode? It had no plot. Right. Remember this other episode? It no, I think plot. they were talking specifically about certain episodes. Like there I was thought like, they were saying, like, look how television has changed. We, how were we happy back then watching a television show that had no plot? Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that's what they meant. It. I think, it, and I think it was like a normal thing for them just to watch the Donna mm-hmm. Reed show every once in a while. I don't know how much it's you know plays beyond here, but um, yeah. And Dean brings a salad. Who brought this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. It's for me. It's not for you. I don't expect you to eat a salad. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I have to worry about my weight. Unlike you two. (laughs) Oh, what did they? Oh, oh, did Dean say she seems happy? And they were like, yeah, "Yeah, she's medicated and she's reading from a script written by a man. Written by a man. Thank you, Sister Suffrage. What is it? Sister, yeah, Sister Suffrage. Yeah. <laughs> Suffrage, I think. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, they go back and forth with this. And, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about Dean's point of view here now or later, but um, I just uh, like I, I, I can see where Dean's coming from. Like, hey, you know, obviously, yes, I'm all about. Feminism and women doing whatever they want, but there's something appealing about as a man, like see, you know, being like, ah, come home, your, your wife's made dinner and she's all about you and all this stuff. Anyway, so <laughs> are you saying that you understand feeling that way? Yeah, I understand feeling that, like longing for that kind of thing, and maybe even you know, as like a like a teenager, Dean. Seeing that is like, you know, it's all a part of that whole white picket fence dream that everybody kind of grows up with. Like the sweet wife that's, you know, that cooks you dinner and makes sure you're okay and takes care of the kids and, you know, and takes care of the home. 
So you have nothing to worry about except cutting grass. You cut grass. Yeah. yeah just wow. What life. a wonderful world that simple, would be. Simple. Simple. Somebody life. waiting on you, hand and foot. <laughs> hey, putting, I'm just saying. Putting, putting their wishes, desires, and wants on mm-hmm. the back burner, so you can have everything you want. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. paradise. It is paradise. Yes. Wouldn't every man want that? Wouldn't everyone want that? Wouldn't you like that if your partner was doing that? It doesn't have to be a man-woman thing. It could be – and, and, and it, I, I think it's just as good of a fantasy as like wouldn't it be awesome if I had a million dollars, you know? It's just yes, a, but also some people don't like change <laughs> and they want their adult life to be just like it was when they were a kid when their mother didn't, didn't work. And all she did was stay home and do their laundry. Oh, I think I tapped into something here. I know. All day long, I was like, don't air your dirty laundry. Don't air your dirty laundry on the podcast. Don't get upset. Don't be resentful. <laughs> but guess what? I am unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but um, anyway, it's a pleasant fantasy. I'm just saying, just like other fantasies, you know. Uh, the so, problem, the thing we have to worry is, about is, is Dean is a developing young boy, and he doesn't. He might. It, it, the worry here is, you know, from Rory's point of view, is like, is that what you really want? Because that's not something I can provide for you. Uh huh. Right. So, and 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 it, it would be absolutely ridiculous for him to actually expect that. It, it, her not to be a person, but to be Donna Reed. Which, you know, so I, I almost think that in the episode, I think Rory's worry about that is a little bit too much. Do you think Dean, honestly, he's just like, that's nice. That would be nice. Oh, I, I mean, maybe she did uh, freak out a little, but it was nice to see them have a fight. Yeah. And over something, I mean, because that's something that... Uh, a couple should work out. Uh, do you expect me to wait on you hand and foot or do you expect me to have a career? Right. Or do you, ex- you know, because I feel like my generation and my mother, too, were stuck in the middle. Mm. We were like, we got to freaking make this work. We got to work and we have to make sure people have a nutritious dinner every day and make sure we don't have roaches in the house mm. and make sure people have clean clothes like how, and we worked ourselves to death doing it. Yep. Yeah, it's it's uh gosh. I I it, it is appealing looking at those like old sitcoms a little bit. But I would think that would get boring though. You know, after a while, I'd be like it'd be nice at first and then you're just like, don't you want to like okay, do something here? <laughs> a little change up uh, also, maybe I make dinner. I feel, or, like, I feel like growing up, I was told by society, you really don't want to work. Maybe you have to work, but really, you really want to stay at home and raise your children. Yeah. Stephanie, when are you going to have a child? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you should feel guilty about working. You really don't want to have a yeah. career. Uh. Um, and I was watching this documentary about World War II where, you know, when the labor force was all gone to Europe, you know, across, mm-hmm. uh, going to war, and then they needed women to keep things go, to keep the country going at home, right. the women were given these jobs and they enjoyed their jobs. Then the men came home from the war and the women were kicked out. Mm. And they were like, I, "But I enjoyed my forklift job, right. forklift right. operator job. I enjoyed working." 
or um, you can't have this job because a man with a family needs that job. Well, what about my family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, this kind of ties into my other podcast, Fright Night Minute. I was, you know, coming up with things to talk about minute by minute, and the, the topic of divorce came up and how popular it was in the 80s. And I went looking into divorce rates, and yeah, it, it actually became popular, uh, more popular in the uh, early 80s, into the 80s, because uh, they um, said you could get divorced. Divorce became a lot easier to do after you could cite irreconcilable differences. And it, it, you didn't have to prove that your husband was a, a adulterous or, or, or you were in danger or whatever. You could actually just say, we don't get along <laughs> and get a divorce. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing is that that was like a peak in divorce rates. But the first peak in divorce rates was after World War II. When, really? when men came home from the war and their wives were waiting and their men were different people, <laughs> mm. you know, or, you know, or maybe they got a sense of independence while they were gone, you know, and they were like, wait, actually, I, I like not being told what to do all the time <laughs> or being expected to play a certain part all the time. I'm actually happy <laughs> being on my own right now. Yeah. You know, and, so. and also like in the seventies, a woman couldn't get like credit and couldn't get loans so she couldn't take care of herself even if she needed to leave her husband right there were so many marriages maintained because a woman couldn't couldn't make it on her own she was just forced to stay in an unhappy possibly dangerous you know marriage anyway, so anyway bring it back to the show i gotta feminism say, <laughs> feminism check um <laughs> But I do have to say, I think both me and Dean both agree that the Donna Reed thing is pretty appealing as long as everyone is happy. <laughs> okay, it's <laughs> not like a you. I, I really wish my my wife was in total servitude for me to, to me. It would. It's more like I wish. Uh, you know, if she if that made her happy, then why not? Well. Staying at home and raising children and cleaning the house and buying groceries would be great if you had enough money. Right. And that fulfilled you. <laughs> and, you know. We should set up a Patreon, by the way. <laughs> we need more money. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll uh, plug our PayPals at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Venmo. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we should get back to the episode. <laughs> oh, there's something about Emily and Richard. They usually go to. Well, first is the beautification committee is uh, 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 you know upset with Luke's diner, and Luke uh, Lorelai suggesting Luke spruce up the place, and Taylor's like, "Yay!" And uh, um, he points out that when standards slip in this town, people leave, and then the seedy people come in. And we know what he means by the CD people. Oh, yeah. You know, that's code for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, and then uh, when Lorelai mentions that the uh, diner might need some paint, Luke's all about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay. And yeah, here's a strange one. Lorelai says she loves to paint. And um, yeah, I mean. And so he's like, oh, well, if I had some help. Yeah. I just, it, yeah, you might want to take that help if you find somebody that loves willing to, paint. to <laughs> willing to paint because oh, painting is terrible. I hate yeah. it. 
takes forever. The house needs paint. Another coat, really? It looked <laughs> fine. <laughs> but she knows painting songs, though, so that's good. <laughs> anyway, so back, yeah, sorry, the, the Richard and Emily, who I've missed quite a bit this week, we haven't had nearly enough. But um, mm-hmm. we get this whole thing with them trying to getting really upset because they're Emily didn't call soon enough to get those uh, to get that booking in Martha's Vineyard, and the whole thing where like oh they we can't we can't go to Europe we only go to Europe in the fall <laughs> every and other year and something about first class it's cheaper to fly first class during the fall and Lorelai dares to mention you don't always have to fly first class and they're just like what. <laughs> It's like the, the yeah. look they had when, like, Emily heard about pizza for the first time. <laughs> or Parmesan cheese. Like, what? Uh, so that we have that small – it's too bad because I, I, I love Emily and Richard. Uh, I, I'm sad that they only had a little bit of uh, – they're like, they're, we're going to give you a plot line this week where you're upset because you're, you didn't get your vacation home. <laughs> well, we got a lot of them last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Babette needs a kitten sitter. Oh, yeah, Babette Mari's got a gig in town, and we can't leave Apricot. She's just a, a little baby. Cinnamon's been replaced with Apricot. Yeah. And, th- okay, this was really weird. So she asked Rory to house sit, and then Lorelai was like, we've only spent the night away from each other one, one night ever. Yeah, like, like last week? <laughs> Uh, sorry, several weeks ago in Gilmore Girls time, but the the last time she spent the night away from her mother then was the night that she spent at Emily's during the storm snowstorm. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. Like Lorelai, your child is growing up. She needs to have her own life. She needs to be independent of you. She can't be your yeah. little buddy forever and ever. And Rory's like, I'm going to go to college. You can't spend the night with me at college every night. And oh, Babette, Babette says you can. We got cable. You can watch those three women talk dirty. The four girls, four sex, girls sex talking in the city. dirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was just weird. It, it, yeah, I understand. It's definitely there's there's something. You know, it's kind of like a funny thing where like Lorelai obviously can't spend the night away from Rory. You know, Rory is such a huge part of her life. Like. It, it it does leave a little hole in her heart when she doesn't have Rory in the house, but it it's so strange that they decided to say, you've only spent the night away uh, one other night. Yeah, you do <laughs> not spend the night with Lane sometimes? They never had a... Out? Yeah. Did, I'm, I mean, I assume Lane would want to spend the night at Rory's rather than mm-hmm. the other, other way around, but did Rory have any other friends? Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe she's young enough that she didn't have a lot of, she didn't have a lot of slumber party opportunities, but, and especially if it's just been Lane being her friend this entire time, we don't know of any other friends that Rory has. Hmm. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm not going to ask if this is going to be a thing, but I don't want this to be the thing. What? The busker. <gasps> the troubadour. Okay, I like me some. I, I I'm okay with la la la. As I pointed out, those cheesy. I did not ask for some busker or troubadour <laughs> to be walking through the shot doing diegetic la la las, which are not la la las. <laughs> it's just him mumbling, and it and it and it's like he, he not only that he like insists on it. He's got like a little microphone st- strapped to him, so he can't just be pleasantly in the background. You can hear him loud and clear. That's Grant Lee Buffalo. Okay. Or Grant Lee Phillips. Grant Lee Phillips. I thought it was Ed Sheeran. 
No. Uh, no. <laughs> he's probably in junior high at this point. But uh-huh. <laughs> Grant Lee Phillips. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I like a song by him. Probably. Um, I'm sure I know a Grant Lee Buffalo song. Grant Lee Phillips. Um, voted best male vocalist of 1994 by Rolling Stone. Oh, man. He's past his prime at this point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just like when I saw this star, I was like, oh no 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 no! Just give me back my lalas. I didn't mean to talk bad about the lalas. He features as a town tuber and Gilmore Girls. Damn it, Wikipedia! How dare you spoil it for me? Um, I'm just looking to see if there's any songs that he's popular for. I guess not. So I guess we're gonna see a lot of him. I mean, not necessarily. I'm not sure. Okay. Not necessarily him. Hmm. All right. As long as it's not Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. Does Jack Johnson show up? Mm-mm. See him walk by? No. Oh, Amy no, Sherman oh. Palladino has better taste than that. She's okay. good taste. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, well, She's, yeah. All right, so Dean's – is this where Dean's waiting for Rory to get off the bus and – yeah. She says, who's your friend? She says, homework. This is when they have their first fight. And mm-hmm. she he accuses her of feeling this way because her mother feels this way, which is like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Totally accuse her mm-hmm. of not mm-hmm. having her own identity. Not, not cool, Dean. Uh, see, Dean, that's what she's talking about. Yeah. You've made her point for her. Right. His mother cooked. What did he, she even cooked on the weekends? She got to where she cooked on the weekends? Hmm. Because there's a lot of mothers who are like, "If it, you're on your own this weekend." <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> uh, uh, somehow there gets to be a chick in here. There's a chick. Its name oh. is Stella. Oh, that's where. Okay, so she gets off the bus with it, and that's oh, yes, when Dean says, "Who's your friend?" She said, "It's homework." Yes. Uh, so Lorelai has to take care of the chick, and um, Rory has to take care of. Apricot, the kitten, which I honestly thought it was going to end up with uh, Apricot killing apricot Stella, the- <laughs> <That> would <laughs> which be- would have been super dark <laughs> for this show. Uh, oh, I love the uh, Craglin had a, had a bet that uh, Luke would never repay, and he has to pay up to Taylor. Um, I mean, Kirk. Sorry. Who did you say? Craglin. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Lorelai helps him pick out the colors, and they settle on orange and green. There's a lot of orange on this show. Like, when she goes to talk to Miss Kim, Mrs. Kim in the previous episode, she's got mm-hmm. this big, bright orange scarf. Oh, on. this this uh, this show is very orange-hued. Very okay. orange-hued, yeah. I, it, it's like an orange tint. Or, sorry, tint. Uh, orange trim. They're going to paint the trim orange. And the walls green, which seem... I think the walls are already kind of greenish, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, this is where my note is. Uh, I wrote down, Rory looks so tall. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's at Babette's house. <laughs> well, did they shoot this low? Like, what, what's making yeah, her look so, so tall? Yeah, but she is pretty she's tall. In, she is, but wow. In Babette's house, she definitely looks very, you know. And, and it's interesting because we get into this whole... Um, Rory and Dean date and um, you know where they're playing house and so mm-hmm. they are grown-ups in this scenario so it, it's interesting how you know I wonder how much they thought about that you know 
it seems pretty perfect that Dean and Rory are playing house in this in this house that seems they're a little too big for, but mm-hmm. they, they definitely look grown up in. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we find out a little bit more about the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. this is where the lava lamp guy barges in and snaps pictures. Yes. Because <laughs> they want before and after pictures. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, they're drinking a beer because this is what – this was the appeal to Luke of uh, painting the diner that, that him and Laurel I would drink beer and paint mm-hmm. the hardware store. So they're drinking beer. Getting yeah, loose. This is where I was. Conf- I was very confused. This is like I'm like it's the painting party, but there's no paint. And uh, like when she came in with the swatches, I was like, so they're picking colors now, and like, and, and they're gonna paint it that night. But apparently, the painting party was them hanging out and looking at swatches. Yeah, just planning it. Planning it. Okay. And so he, yeah, he talked about that. That was a hardware store, but he wasn't interested in having a hardware store he could cook and that's why he opened a diner right right and um there was where he had made a list of things to order and he didn't want to cover that up nope so so they ended up like behind the counter in the floor yeah kind of close and it almost happens but -hmm. of course the town intervenes by being outside the windows like they're looking at swatches there's no need to like like, if they were painting that night, that'd be one thing. But it's like they could just come in and take pictures the next day. They're not painting yet. Maybe they thought they were painting. I thought they were painting mm-hmm. but that night, but I guess not. Well, you know, we we just need reasons to to prolong this Luke and Laurel, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's so close. And you can tell that she's, like, awkward about it. She's – it's like – it's, it's, it's kind of it's she's playing it very vague because you can't yeah. you don't know how she really feels. You feel that Luke really likes her because Luke is kind of becoming a totally different person. Yeah, he's becoming less gruff and more pleasant. Yeah, uh, but you don't know like he could lean over to kiss her and she could like slap him in the face for all we know. She's right. not showing her cards at all. Nope. I'm really confused about her cards, quite honestly, <laughs> because it's it, you can see it, especially like the 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 second time it opened almost happens. Like you can tell, like Lorelai is getting out of there because she knows that they came close to kissing, and um, you know I you know I reasoned it out when I was taking notes that you know that this is this is not like Max. Like she'd hook up with Max. They they'd kiss. They'd she'd invite him inside. You know, Rory wasn't around. Whatever. But here with Luke, like, not only do they get along so well, and he's such, a, like, a reliable and awesome friend to her um, when she's needed him, as you know, the hospital visit, you know, whatever. Um, you know, we got Rory warning Lorelai in, like, the first episode. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> do not make it so we can't come back here. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't want to mess it up. Yeah. She doesn't want to not be able to go to Luke's every day. Right. And or several ru- times a day. Ruin that ru- ruin that friendship. Um and uh uh and also, you know, there's also the she's just gotten over Max, you know, there might be part of that inside of her. That that's all the things that I'm projecting upon her because I'm not mm-hmm. hearing a lot of it from her. I'm seeing mm-hmm. a little bit of in her in her, in her face. But I, yeah, I'm a little confused this episode. Anyway, Lane's house not only has a hidden room where she can party, but she's got CD libraries under the floorboards, and I'm so impressed. That's so adorable. 
and they're organized. She I thought it was exactly. one floorboard. No, <laughs> it was like yeah. genres sorted by floorboards. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Rory's looking for a, a specific weird CD. Yeah, when we find out what it is later. but Yeah, um, she's got plans. Yeah. Uh, Lorelai returns home and the chick is missing and you get what we know we've been waiting for, her yelling Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is so funny. I never, I, 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 I've seen Streetcar Named Desire once. I watched the National Theater Live presentation with Julian Anderson in it. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I always associate Stella with my, my father. He'd always yell that at my mother. Is that your mother's name? Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just see. Doing phone uh, quotes. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> Chip off the old block. Um, I saw part of Streetcar uh-huh. because Morgan's High School Theater put it on, yeah. but she wasn't in it, so I didn't care about it. Yeah, I don't think it's very, so I, very so It's a classic. I didn't see it. It's a classic. People regard it as a classic. It's not something I've. No. Um, I think I saw the Marlon Brando movie. I'm pretty sure I did. But it's it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, I, sure, it's written well. Just don't it's yeah. enjoyable to me. <laughs> Is did Marlon Brando play Stanley. in it on stage, and then he was in the movie, and that's what made him a star. I have no idea. He's Jarrell in Tennessee, the Godfather. Tennessee that's all I know. Williams, <laughs> Tennessee Williams. I believe so. Okay. All right. Uh, so Rory is at Babette's. And Dean comes in and she's wearing that 1950s dress mm-hmm. with an apron and heels. She oh, and it's great. orange. She looks yeah, so she, funny. I mean, it, yeah. like, just so cute, I, I would say. She looks great and it's also funny, but in the end, I kind of land on cute. She looks so cute. And uh, it's orange. Yeah. Is is orange a reason reason why you're pointing out orange or just that it's orange? It's just orange. It's, it's orange. just a lot of orange. And if you thought Rory was tall in this house... <laughs> Dean is enormous in here. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Stella is missing, so Lorelai calls Luke, who answers the phone and, and like is just like, "Who the hell is this?" <laughs> like he doesn't expect Lorelai to be calling him, but Mm-mm. he she calls him, and he rushes over there. <laughs> yep, you know what a girl means when they're looking for a chick. <laughs> <laughs> and here's where the confusion is, like. Luke's helping and, and, and he's you know, and he says, uh, Oh, there's actually a chick in the house, you know, and then later she's like, Why why did you say that? And he's just like, Oh, uh, you know, and, and ends up taking the stuff out and whatever. Um but that's where I was just like, Lorelai, don't you <laughs> does does she unconsciously does she call Luke because she unconsciously wants to see him again? Wants a reason for him to be out, come over and and spend more time with her, or I think so. I th- I don't think she realizes that she likes him yet. That's just so, un- like I I think she's, I don't know. I guess she's, I don't know. It's hard to figure her out. Mm-hmm. But uh, meanwhile, uh, Donna Reed uh, Jr. Has a CD playing The CD that she got from Lane's Is the song Johnny Angel is playing And did you know about that? Johnny Angel what Johnny the, Angel What one of those uh, songs From yeah. like the 50s about uh, Somebody dying is, I don't know The interesting thing is It is sung by Shelley Faberis 
who played the daughter in Donna Reed. Oh. She she uh, she got to have a she got to record an album after being on Donna Reed, and many 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 years later, she co-starred with Craig T. Nelson on Coach. Oh, uh, the redhead. Yeah. So. I thought that was interesting. I was like, Johnny Angel. I wonder why they did that song. So I looked up Johnny Angel and I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't think I even heard the song. Oh, and you were too focused on the scene. Uh-huh. Also, Rory printed out the internet, which I always loved to see. You know, it's that late, <laughs> early 90s, late 90s, early 2000s thing. Like, I remember printing out reams of paper of stuff I wanted to read later. Whereas you can now just put it on a mobile device and bring it wherever you want. Because uh, um, she did research. She did. <laughs> Learning about how amazing Donna Reed actually was. She was an uncredited writer and producer. Yes. Because the man wouldn't let her take credit for it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so she starts cleaning up and Dean says, oh, I'll help. He sa- she says, no, you can't help for another 15 years. <laughs> what did that joke mean? I was like, what? <laughs> to like the... I don't know, like the seventies. You can't. A man can't help oh, out. Oh, okay. Later. In the time period. Okay, now yeah. I get it. Yeah, surprising that all the Donna Reed talk. They never actually mentioned that she was Mary. Mary, and uh, it's a wonderful life. But yeah. So Dean says, "I'll take out the trash." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get a, "What are you doing out here? What are you doing out here?" And then <laughs> a, uh, "What the hell are you two doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and Lorelai just losing it over Rory's outfit. And, uh, yeah, the chick is, the apricot goes missing and, uh, Lori Lai declares that we're not animal period. uh, We're not animal people, period. Mm. They found apricot asleep at the piano. Right. Right. Yes. And Luke killed the lemon lamp. Yep. Not the monkey one. Uh, so Sookie tells Lorelai that the chick line was like a lot like code for I'm not wearing any underwear. Which, again, distracted me. (laughs) (laughs) And then she tells the story about when her and uh, Jackson, the first time they did it, she called him over to find the bat in her attic. They were both looking for a bat, and they both knew that there was no bat. (laughs) So, so Suki and Jackson are on. They're on like Donkey Kong. They're they're doing fun. Called it. I mean, it was pretty obvious, but... (laughs) Um... Oh, somebody died. So Richard and Emily got their house in Martha's Vineyard, and they're excited that he died. <laughs> yeah, they're very cold about this, which is pretty funny. And oh, I love, and I like... I love, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I just love uh, Lorelai and Rory eating snacks and just watching Emily and Richard squabble. <laughs> they're, they're, they're always up for some drama, like whether it's Luke at the, uh, the town hall or... Oh. Know, they just love... You know, watching Sitting back and watching other yeah. people's misery Yep Yeah, and Lorelai brings up the apron But it ends up What? Luke was at your house? Like <laughs> That's what got their attention Luke was at your house? But what got their attention was uh, When Lorelai said that Rory decided that she was going to be a maid <laughs> <laughs> Just like I was I just had a I just had a thought Like, it's so funny how this episode begins with Lorelai And Rory Munching down and watching Donna Reed and getting so entertained by how normal it all is. And here we are at the end, Lorelai and Rory munching down and watching Richard and Emily squabble. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting. I didn't notice that. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Emily says, you know, this Luke guy, he's the leading man in all of your stories. Yeah. And then she follows up. For this, yeah, what, do you have feelings for this man? What on Maybe earth could you possibly be thinking? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so there's a, there's a paint delivery and there there's a, you know. The Troubadour, Beautiful Dreamers. Beautiful Dreamers. Yeah, that's where I was like, I do not like this guy. Get out of here. <laughs> do not. I don't mind a little la la la. But if you're going to have the actual musician wander into the shot, shot I'm going to be annoyed. I'll try not to be. Maybe if I if it's somebody I recognize, I'll be like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Like if Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals like walked by, mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit more like, oh, awesome. <laughs> I guess I don't know who Grant Lee Phillips, Phillips is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then yeah, so, motorcycle. Yeah, the, yeah, the paint. And oh, yeah. Lorelai is going in the grocery store because she needs fruit and she thinks she's developing scurvy. <laughs> or uh, she's getting a cold. Yeah. So yeah, the motorcycle pulls up, and there it is. it's like, oh, a scourge. <laughs> and and they make this joke about how they should like set up a border and not let anybody in. But Taylor's like, that would be illegal. Christopher's <laughs> uh, oh, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take off your shirt. Yeah. What? Uh, so uh, we finally meet him, and yep. uh, I'm really you looking get your forward. Wish. To, yes. There he is. I'm really looking forward glory. to seeing. You know, it's funny because I've known for a couple of weeks now. There's an episode coming up called Christopher Returns. So, <laughs> like, I knew it. I was so when you wrote that on Facebook that oh, Robin finally gets his wish. I was like, oh, okay. So this must be around where this episode shows up. And I think that's the next episode, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, the picture, okay, because, you know, this wouldn't happen now. But back then, they would show you a picture of somebody before they were cast. Yeah. And it would end up being a totally different person. So that's kind of what I was talking about, about, you know, kind of forget about this. there. Yeah. 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 Not the same guy. Yeah, and also, like, with Lorelai saying that Dean looks like Christopher... No, yeah. Dean doesn't look anything like Christopher. Yeah. Dean is not like Christopher. Yeah, because so, Christopher's kind of—I don't—he kind of blondish. Uh-huh. He's on the the fair side. Well, but I'll be yeah, looking forward to learning all about him and realizing why he's not a they perfect sh- fit for. Yeah, why they shouldn't be together. Yeah, uh, it's just—it's perfect uh, timing, you know. Luke and Lorelai are about to get close, and here comes somebody, and he, you know, Luke's going to suddenly find this guy. Staying at their house and uh, is, you know, yeah, because back off. It's like several episodes before, like maybe the first episode we watched this week. uh, Michelle mentioned that they were overbooked, so there's no place, there's no room at the inn for Christopher. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's good. I didn't even recognize. That's good. I like that. Yeah. All right, so we're we've gone really long, so let's let the people know uh, what we're watching next time. Next week will be Christopher Returns, Star Star Crossed Lovers, and Other Strangers. Oh, interesting! The the Breakup Part Two. (gasps) Breakup Part Two. Who's going to break up again? What happened to Breakup Part One? Yeah, who's broken up already? Oh, I I know what it is. So something's going to happen with. Christopher and Lorelai, and Lorelai is going to have to send them back, and, and that's when they're going to be bre- they're breaking up again. Okay, figured it out. Okay, and then the third Lorelai. <laughs> the third Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, 
Who is the second Lorelei? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Rory is the second Lorelei. So who's the third? Oh, my God. Christopher took another kid with them that Rory doesn't know about. It's a parent <laughs> trap situation. I cannot wait for the best week of watching <laughs> Gilmore Girls. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we'll see you all online. We're on Facebook.com slash group slash Dawson's group. Uh, Twitter at We Don't Want to Wait. Our email box is completely empty, gathering moths. And uh, But uh, you can always email us if you're out there listening. We love hearing from you. We probably won't read anything on the air. You can also review us on iTunes if you want. Yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> do what you yeah, want. Yeah, we're casual. Whatever. Casual. We don't, no expectations. Yeah. Thanks for listening. La, la, la. La, 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 la. I'm a busker and I'm here with my guitar.